you don't mind a tingling spine or a lump in your throat. If you kind of get a thrill feeling the hair stand up on the back of your neck or you just can't get enough of the eerie, turn down the lights, snuggle up with a blanket and keep your feet tucked up safe because we've got a story for you. It happened to a friend of a friend. Well, I've hit the record button, so. Okay, so I think you should go first. You want me to go first? Well, yeah, you I said know. yours is long, right? So we should we start no, with a long one or end with a long uh, one? I'm going to do a part two. So I think you should okay. end with me so I can start next time. Ah, good thinking. Well, welcome back. Thanks. You were in Disney. Yeah, it's good to be back. That's fun. My shorts went to Disney because you wore my shorts in Disney. Yes, because I didn't have any pairs of shorts. Thank God they fit too. I was like, these are going to be too small. And I got them home and I was like, they fit perfect. I was so excited. I'm excited that part of me got to go to Disney. Yeah. (laughs) They experienced quite a bit. That's fun for my shorts. They've been on a lot of rides. Really? Yeah. They went on Jungle Cruise. What was the favorite? My favorite uh, was Flight of Passage. It's the where you get to fly on a banshee and avatar. Oh. It's so good. It really feels like you're flying. And I'm deathly afraid of whales. It's like my biggest fear. And there's like this giant whale thing that comes out of the water. And I almost shit my pants and it was still my favorite ride. That's fun. Yeah. My cousin got married in the Dominican last week and I couldn't go. And I've been bitter and pit and pitiful. And Yeah, your new name is Betty. Betty? Bitter Betty. Ah, uh, yes. You can call me Bitter Betty. Yeah. Yeah. And I know okay. it, it was my decision not to go because I'm poor. And I know it was her choice and it's her wedding. Don't care. Feeling sorry for myself. I was bitter. I hate everyone that got to go except me. <laughs> I. It's fair. It's it's fair and it's not fair because there's it is what it is, right? Like, but at least I'm aware of it. I feel like I'm aware. I think that all feelings are valid, and you're allowed to live in your feelings as long as you need to. But I'm over just it as now. Long as you, you're not really over it. You're I'm, just you're getting on. You're on the cusp of getting over I'm it. I'm almost there. Like you've come to terms with it. You're just still a little bit. I'm not crying myself to sleep anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was in the. I just want to be there too. So honestly, the vitamin D was like a game changer. Like yeah. the sun. Um, but also, like, we we needed this. And mm-hmm. I think that there's times in your life when you need to go on vacation or take a step back or do something exciting or interesting or make changes or whatever. Well, this I've, is the right thing for me. I've embroidered a bunch of things. Yeah, you make life a lot of new – you go on a lot of new journeys. Because you weren't here. Okay. So, <laughs> so you've got a new hobby. It's I fine. needed something to fill the void. You'd think that you would have, like, uh, embroidered me a Mickey Mouse something for when I got back. No, because I don't didn't. Know, do you want, like, a t-shirt or do you want a tea towel or do you want a canvas bag? I don't want anything. Do you want to make you a knapsack? I do not want a canvas bag for <laughs> sure. I have too many. A knapsack? I just want you to say all the time. Do you want me to monogram your your shirt for you? Your I, little yeah. pocket square? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> like a monogrammed uh, bath towel. I can do that. Yeah. 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 I'll work on it for you. Yeah. Or just like I like my name on everything. Okay. Because I'm the best. <laughs> Do you want me to put Megan and then in brackets the best? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, I'm glad you had fun and you had some good family time. I'm sorry you're bitter and didn't have a good family time. I'm I'm almost over it. It's okay. You get to do lots of fun the, stuff. We I'm go on adventures the, all the time. We, we, and we have adventures planned. Yeah. I'm not the only family member that couldn't go. Some of my other cousins couldn't go either because they're younger and in school, so... They had a better reason, I guess. You're just as cool. I'm just an I'm just a poor adult. Yeah, there's just times when you can do things and times you can't, and uh, 
I think it's probably that was the right choice for you. I for, think so. Like you and your family can maybe do something else. Or I just, I or can do other things. you just can do other things that make you happier. and Which I do. Yeah. The sun will be back and you'll be, you can sit on. The sun will come out tomorrow. An Ontario beach. Yay. Anyway, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. And this is. It happened to a friend of a friend. <gasps> Wait, did we do that backwards? No. I always think we do it backwards. I don't know. I've had wine. Because we chilled before we started. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're feeling it. We're feeling it. We okay. drink the same wine a lot, and it's really good. It's called Pixie. Pixie. It's a sparkling rosé, and I like it. I like it, too. I actually asked for it for Christmas. Oh, really? New Year. I like it. I like it, too. It's Canadian. It's a delicioso. It is. Okay, so you want me to go first? I think I'm loud enough. Yeah, go first. It'll be fine. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Here we go. I even wrote a That's little... not annoying at all. I even wrote a little note for the story that I'm going to do next time. Ooh. Yeah, because it was between this one and another one, and I wasn't sure. I might do, like, a conglomerate of stories, because I found a bunch of stories I really liked and wanted to do, but they were, like, really short. Mm-hmm. And then I landed on something that I started doing it and was like, fuck, this is a two-parter. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> okay. Do it. Okay. We all, in some aspect, like oldie-timey style folklore stories. I mean, you probably wouldn't be listening to us otherwise. These, as we've mentioned in earlier episodes, are stories that started as cautionary tales and evolved with each retelling. Now that we are no longer in the olden times of new story, now that we are no longer in olden times, I think I forgot to scratch out the word of, new stories have emerged over the last few years. These are often referred to as digital or internet folklore or creepypastas. <laughs> I'm sure you've read them before. They're usually scary stories, copy and pasted, hence the name creepypasta, around the interwebs. Oh my gosh, I just got that. No, pasta like pasted, like pasta, yeah. that's what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea why it was called creepypasta. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're posted and copied around the interwebs. They tend to have a true story type of feel, like you hear the horrific tale, no, it can't possibly be true, but in the back of your mind, you, you think, did that really happen? I myself have gotten wrapped up in the storytelling of creepypastas and started to believe them as events that actually happened. Or at least they were embellished versions of a different way that events happened. So what exactly are some of these seemingly true tales of present day creepiness is the word that I wrote. Okay. Calm down. I'll tell you. Okay, great. You always get so excited. I Wait, Tell me. I'm interested because... I've listened to podcasts before where they do a creepypasta and then I get pissed off because they're doing a fake story. But you're going to talk about creepypasta stories specifically. So like I'm interested yes, in- Yes, like internet folklores and urban legends, like yeah. internet things, so like digital just, urban legends. You're not legends. just telling a random story and being like, and that's a creepypasta. So like, right. I'm interested in what you've yes. got to say. So okay. it's not just creepypasta, but yeah, it's like digital urban legends yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm ready. So the first one is Slenderman. Yes. One of cool. the most famous or infamous, whichever is this, whichever you prefer for the story of Slenderman, uh, the Slenderman is described as a tall, thin being without a face and wearing a black suit. He is often described as stalking, abducting, or just terrorizing people, especially children. Excuse me. He is said to live in the woods and can also shift form in order to reflect what the victims see or fear. However, these tales of Slenderman have, much like the man himself, shifted and changed as the story is passed along. Slender Man was created by Eric Knudsen in 2009 in a Photoshop contest on the site Something Awful. 
The challenge was for users to create paranormal images. The image soon caught traction, no mention if he won this contest, and it spawned more elaborate backstories and fan art. The fact that people add to the legend, adapting it as they see fit, allows the fictional creature to become a legend. On May 31st, 2014, um, the legend took on a real-life horror story when Anissa Weir Weir, and Morgan Gracer planned, executed, and nearly succeeded in killing their friend Peyton Lautner, all in the name of the Slender Man. When she was in grade four, Peyton befriended Morgan when she saw the girl sitting by herself. The two... The two were best friends until grade six when Morgan became friends with Anissa. Morgan and Anissa became obsessed with Slenderman, but Peyton didn't like it. It scared her. Peyton didn't like Anissa, but didn't want to lose Morgan as a friend. So she went along with their interest in the story. <clears throat> Unbeknownst to Peyton, the other two girls were planning to kill her in order to impress Slenderman. The two planned for months, finally putting the plan into action the morning after Morgan's birthday party sleepover. Morgan and Anissa lured Peyton to the woods. Anissa tried to knock Peyton out in the park bathroom, but that didn't work. They led her back to the woods and told her to lay down. Peyton, afraid and injured, did as the girls told her. Morgan then stabbed her friend 19 times with a kitchen knife. She was stabbed in her chest. I know. Chest, arms, and abdomen. Major arteries were missed by mere millimeters, but she was struck in the stomach and kidneys. Anissa said they'd get help, but they never did. Peyton dragged herself to the road where a biker saw her and called 911. Morgan and Anissa were, were found shortly after and confessed to the crime. Morgan pled guilty, but was not found guilty by reason of mental disease. She was sentenced to 40 years at Winnebago Mental Health Institute. Anissa pled guilty, but was also found not guilty by reason of mental disease. She was sentenced to 25 years at a mental health facility, but was released in 2021 into the care of her father. She is monitored and has limited online access. So that kind of... there's I have a lot of questions because like, don't... How do minors like get their... How are their names still out in the media for starters? Or like, are there different... Aren't there different laws for that sort of stuff? I don't know. Also, like, how for being, like, mentally incompetent, like... Um, Because the girl Morgan, I think it was Morgan, they did say that she was exhibiting signs of, like, schizophrenia and stuff like that. So I think that's why they gave her that. The Anissa girl, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I've heard that story. I've heard this story a lot of times. I've heard it a lot of times, too. Yeah. yeah, But interesting. Okay. Okay, the next internet legend typed thing I will tell you about is the Momo challenge. Oh, well, did you I get, don't know did you get wrapped up in this? No, but I don't know everything about it because I just was like, I stayed away from it. So yeah, now I'm going to learn. Okay, so some of my friends did, but I remember it being a thing twice. The first time I kind of just read about it casually and then saw it was debunked soon after. The second time I think it gained more traction because Kim Kardashian tweeted about it. So it blew up much more. So if you haven't heard of this internet urban legend, the premise is that this odd looking big eyed female thing shows up in like WhatsApp messages or kids YouTube videos and encourages the impressionable viewers to harm themselves or others. 
I think there was a lot going around saying, like, trying to tell the kids, like, you have to hurt your parents or I'm going to come after you or, or you hurt yourself or I'm going to come after your parents yeah. or something like that. Um, as the image and story spread, parents became worried. Skirl- schools had internet safety assemblies. Children were told not to listen to people on the internet and parents panicked as we do. YouTube made the statement saying they did not know of any such videos, but if people saw them to report them. Authorities started telling parents to stop spreading the warnings and that they were the ones growing the story, which that's kind of mm-hmm, cause what happened. Because you Google it, right? Well, then you Google it and parents are spreading it and they're saying my kid saw this and that's how yeah. it was kind of getting all around. Um, many investigations were conducted into WhatsApp, YouTube, and other social media, but there was no evidence of threats by the Momo image. It was a hoax. So where did the image come from? It was created by artists... Keisuke Aisawa, sorry if I said that wrong, who works with a Japanese special effects company called Link Factory. The sculpture was called Mother Bird and was made in 2016. It's likely the Momo story struck fear in many because of the Slenderman attack. Okay. The Slenderman attack was before and then this came out. I know when um, the Momo thing came out too, there actually was a video that was being sliced into some things of a, like there was an instructional video for kids to hurt themselves. And did it was you like, see it? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. It didn't come up in my kids thing, mm-hmm. but then it was a video that was going around and got flagged and stuff. And it just, it was like <clears throat> in the rhythm of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know it was around the same time as this thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. If Cause was... I know the Momo thing. I remember hearing it, I think it was 2018 or something. It was a few years before the, when Kim Kardashian saw it. And I remember hearing about it, and then it got debunked, like I said. And then I think it came back, like it was around COVID. Yeah. And yes, I think people that, really latched that onto was it then. when I think, no, it was the first time when that other video was out, because it was when Harrison was relatively young. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's creepy, though, because like, you do want to monitor your kids' content, and like they do find some people do weird things. Like There's a lot of weird things I've seen come up in like my kids' feeds if you just let them autoplay and stuff. And mm-hmm. I have, but when I'm there, and like I have seen like weird things, so you should monitor your kids' shit. I mean, if anything, if it's it can be a cautionary tale to make sure that you're... Mm-hmm. But also, Momo challenge, not real. Not real. Not a thing. No. Okay. My final creepy pasta internet legend type story that people believe to be real are the supposed Lost Simpson and SpongeBob episodes. The Simpsons episode starts. I've never heard of this. I never heard of this either. Okay. But apparently it's like a big thing. Okay. The Simpsons episode starts with the family on a plane, and as Bart is being all Bart like with pranks, he breaks a window and gets sucked out and dies. As the episode continues, the family is grieving and everything is bleak. When they visit his grave, there's eventually a slot, oh, sorry, a shot of all the headstones and it's all previous guests, characters, etc. There's also a clip going around that you can watch, but this is all fake news. It's a creepypasta made by someone in 2010. The video is simply clips of actual episodes spliced together. Um, fun fact. Why? Because fun, fun facts are fun. Bing! And a season 30 episode, yes, season 30, there's a subtle reference to the Bart is dead legend. The episode is called Bart's Not Dead. The next lot, and I think they wear shirts, like Homer and Bart in it, they wear a shirt that says like Bart is not dead. They're do- doing a whole thing, but like it's the like- John's a, it's, not, The John is dead. Thing. Yeah, like it's a subtle, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a subtle thing to it. 
The next lost episode story that has become popular is one about a SpongeBob episode that was never released, but was produced and contains the suicide of Squidward. So the story goes that a former Nickelodeon intern was part of an advanced screening of a SpongeBob episode called Squidward's Suicide. In the episode, Squidward is practicing his clarinet and keeps getting the notes wrong. There is audio of um, maniacal laughter from the audience and SpongeBob himself. Squidward is getting upset and there are supposed realistic images of a murdered boy. And then an image of Squidward staring, his eyes bloodshot and black circles. Eventually the sound goes quiet and the audience can hear someone yell, do it. Squidward then raises a gun, puts it in his mouth and pulls the trigger. No, that would never be made. The imagery is apparently graphic and everyone in the room is horrified. This is like, it's at the supposed viewing. Yeah. Apparently no one knew who made the episode and it was never aired. The story was circulated and became a popular internet urban legend. There was even fan art of Squidward with the bloodshot, tired-looking eyes. This also is a creepypasta, and it was written in 2012. In 2019, there was a real SpongeBob episode called SpongeBob in Random Land. In the episode, SpongeBob and Squidward are making deliveries to a like a weird kind of land. At one point, they come upon some doors. There are silly things behind them, but then Squidward opens one, and it's the fan art image from the creepypasta. <gasps> So the show referenced it. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and I was That's actually bleak. And like I was reading a Reddit, and it was, it was like this Reddit on this the Squidward suicide thing. Yeah. And the guy who wrote the creepy pasta was like was writing, and he's like, yeah, I wrote this just one night because I guess he was influenced by the Simpsons one. Yeah. And he's like, I just wanted to write it. He's like, I didn't think it would catch on like it did. And he's like, I can't believe it's gotten so big. And all that stuff. So yeah, it was just some dude wrote a creepypasta. Um, wow. There are so many other internet urban legends, but I only have so much time and patience to write. It's, the end. It's so crazy because there's so many things I feel like are no-brainers. Like when people are like, name your first five concerts. And you're like, don't do this. It's a scam. So that people can like, do you know what I mean? You're like, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. And then I find like one of my employees, or I've even seen Mike do it, where he's only read the the like what's it called the headline mm-hmm. and then I'm like you didn't actually read the article that's not what it's about and yeah. like but you're like it's clickbait it is but it's shocking how many people only read that part and then it's news and you're like you really do this like you really do this yeah it's crazy to me but it's popular people do it so i could see why people would be like oh my gosh there was this well and like i said the way creepy passes are told it's told in such a way that it sounds like it's like Real. someone telling this firsthand account yeah. of the story. Yeah. We did have a funny circumstance today where like the guy who like checks our, the guy came in and like our regular maintenance guy came in. And my employee, he's like goes down these conspiracy theory rabbit holes. <laughs> and she's like on high alert. She might listen to this. Hey. Hi. Hey girl. Um, so she... <laughs> she like unloaded all this stuff on him and she's like yeah but it's not really that because it's this and it's not really that because it's this and it's all goes back to Ohio and like the, the thing in Ohio and like <laughs> and I was like I think you weirded him out like you can't talk to people anymore just you're grounded for the day <laughs> this was a lot that was a lot to unpack yeah <laughs> but like yeah it's just funny people's mindsets and how easy 
not that she's impressionable, like, because I'm all in those conspiracy theories, too. Like, we just talk about it nonstop. But, like, oh, I listened it's just to really so funny. many creepypasta urban legend podcasts before I realized they were creepypastas and not real. I'm like, what do you mean this isn't real? That's what I mean. Like, you, because you prefaced it with you were going to talk about them, I was like, okay, cool. This is a cool topic matter. But, yeah, whenever I hear the story and then it's like, and that's a creepypasta, I'm like, oh, fuck you. You just wasted my whole day. I thought that was real. And, like, it's funny because half the stuff – we, we do talk about urban legends, obviously, on this podcast and stories are stories and they're creepy. But you want to have that thought that it stems from something, mm-hmm. right? I want it to be a little bit rooted in reality. Okay, so um, so what happened was I started doing the notes to my, our, my story and then I was like, shit, this is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Okay. So it's going to be a two-parter, and the, the first part's going to be mainly the build-up, and then all the climax is going to be next week. Ooh, so people have to tune in again. They will have to tune in again. And you definitely have to come back. Yeah. So okay. um, I finally watched Sins of Our Mother on Netflix. Oh, have you I seen, seen it? No. So I kept, um, I kept, like, putting it off. I was like, I don't know if I'm into this. Like, it's just, meh. And then I, so I put it on because I was just like waiting interim for something. Like the kids were in the bath or something. Mike was going to watch a movie. Like you there know was what some... I did watch? The Pamela Anderson documentary. Was it good? It was good. She's, I like she her. She seems delightful. Yeah. And like a really good mom. Um, I think I, I saw her on the newest episodes of The Hills. Mm-hmm. Like the newer episode. I don't know. I they had like a re. Yeah. I haven't seen the new episodes. I don't really Yeah. They had care. like a re episode. Mm-hmm. I do. I can't help but not care. I don't know. I'm stupid. <laughs> It's so nostalgia for me. That should be my throwback. But um, and she's she her son's on it. So then oh, okay. she was in it for like a very short period of time. And then I was like, I want more. So I, I could see why it would be delightful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I put this on in the interim, and then it was like a freaking wild ride. Really? So I was like, I'm gonna do this because I think that a lot of people discount this documentary. Okay. Okay. Go for it. So so I called I call the story the tale of the yeah. For the Midnight submitted, Society. Submitted for, for the, the approval. approval. Midnight Society. <laughs> <laughs> the Vallow Daybell Cult is what I'm going with. Okay. Okay. So I did want to put a little disclaimer because I thought I was going to get more into the religious topics and I might. I don't know. But um, any comments that I make on anything religion is no judgment and has nothing to do with like the faith or anything. It has more to do with like the claims of the people involved and it has nothing to do with like me or my judgments. That one, I was like, ooh, Mormonism, that's weird. <laughs> that's, yeah, I'm going to talk about Mormonism. So. Okay. And actually, I learned a little, so I also watched a couple of the other things. There's other true crimes about the Mormons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and a little side note. <laughs> so I was talking to somebody that, uh, like a colleague or whatever, and she was talking about, I don't know her very well, and then she was talking about her sister's sister wife, and I was like, I want one of those. <laughs> You want a like, sister wife? Yeah, but then, like, I was like, yeah, I do. I want, like, somebody to share in, like, the household duties. And, like, I'm really tired to make my husband happy right now. But I also want a girlfriend to hang out with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'll do that, but I'm not going to be your sister wife. You'll come and, like, I'll hang out with you. Okay, but no, I want it all. Like, I want, like, um, <laughs> like somebody who lives there and entertains me and spends time with me, but also, like, helps to, like, like a nanny that's also a friend that also, like, takes care of my husband's needs when I don't feel like it. <laughs> and, like, um, 
just all that stuff. And I was like, but we don't have that religion. Oh, yeah, I'm, and I'm like, not going to do that. Yeah, and she was like, oh, well, like, it's really only your husband that gets to, like, it's he only gets to have that partner. And then she's like, your sister wife. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that. That's what I'm telling you. Like, I'm fine. Um, I don't need that extra partner on the side. And then, not that we don't have a great sex life, but just, like, you know, I'm just right. tired. I'm overworked. I'm an overworked mom. I get it. All that shit. And then it was, she was like, oh, but, and then she was, like, talking about, like, her kids and I was like the sister wife's kids and I was like oh yeah no we can't afford more kids so I guess that's off the table we need a barren sister wife (laughs) and then we're good then you're good yeah so there is absolutely no judgment on my part and again if that's offensive to people for their beliefs I'm sorry but like I totally get the idea of it anyway okay so January 30th slash 31st 2019 so the thing was that I watched this documentary and then I was reading all the articles and the dates were kind of seemed kind of weird and off. So we're going to go around January-ish 2019. Okay. Charles Vallow calls the police. He arrived home from working in Texas to Arizona. And when he got home, his wife had taken his truck from the airport or gotten somebody to remove his truck from the airport, removed all of his stuff from his house, locked him out and disappeared with his kids. So he reports this to the police. Now we're going to do a <laughs> and rewind. Okay. So yeah, he reports it to the police. He's like, he's like, I don't know where my kids are. Blah, blah, blah. This is a situation. I will tell you more about this later on. So Lori had been married um, twice before this. Three times before this. Twice before. Three times before. Do you know what you wrote? I don't know. I drank too much. I, feel, I wrote twice I feel like, before. I feel like you're lost. Are you lost? Lori, okay, so she was born in 1973, Lori Cox in California, and she was raised LDS, which is Church of the Latter-day Saints, um, part of the Mormon religion, and she took to religion quickly. So from, like, what her mom has said and what people have said, she really, like, um, found a lot of comfort in it. She really related to it, believed in it. Um, she loved, she was really drawn to the scripture. She loved like fully engulfing in it, um, which it, I guess when you're young, that's great mm-hmm. for you. Um, at the age of 19, she married her high school sweetheart, but divorced shortly after. Okay. Um, oh yeah. So I think Charles is her fourth. That's why I was like, this is weird what I wrote. Um, in 19, so like very shortly after like that marriage didn't last very long. In 1996, she married William Lagioia and had a son named Colby. And then they divorced a couple of years later. So I don't know. I didn't look into Mormonism and divorce and all those beliefs. So I don't really, I can't make any comment on that whatsoever. Um, I am ignorant to that. Um, She then married her third husband. So Charles was actually her fourth. She had been married three times before. So I was right to question my notes. (laughs) Okay. She then married her third husband, Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr. In 2002, they had daughter Tylee Ryan. So Joseph, though, however, turned out to be physically abusive. Um, basically, he um, in the in the documentary, Colby talks about him and was like, "Well, at first it just started with little things. Like he would just like I would screw up and he would like punch me in the back of the head, like knock me in the back of the head." Um, and then it came to light that he was actually sexually assaulting Colby as well. Um, and then from quotes from 
Lori later on, she said sexually abused my children. So that would um, imply that Tylee was also sexually abused, although she was only about two years old at the time of the separation. So Lori divorced him. Um, in 2007, Lori's brother, Alex Cox, um, who she was very close to, um, he got in a fight. He instigated a fight with Joseph Ryan and tasered him in a parking oh, lot. Oh, all right. Uh, apparently tasered him in balls. <laughs> As you would. I kind of can understand why you would want to do this, mm -hmm. but it's also illegal, so not great. The problem was that like Lori and Alex had said, had made a lot of threats about um, Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr. as well. So it's just kind of setting up a sort of a pattern of threatening. So Lori, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so then Lori married Charles Value in 2006. So he was her fourth husband. Charles Vallow was 17 years older than her. So he was mature. He was charming. He was financially secure. So he kind of was like the whole package and what mm -hmm. she was kind of looking for. Um, is that, he's, is, he, is he home? Yeah, but I left a message saying don't barge in. Oh, okay. So they're coming in very quietly. They're coming in quietly. So it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, so he had actually had two sons from a previous marriage that he had joint custody with. Mm -hmm. um, they would basically live every other weekend with them and they integrated really well into the family. Okay. Um, so they had this nice, happy family. Um, Charles actually, he was originally Catholic and he converted to LDS mm -hmm. and he quit drinking. Okay. And um, it brought them like closer together and closer to God because he quit drinking. I was just going to ask if it brought them closer in. to God. It did. I was right. Yay. Religion. <laughs> <laughs> we have no comments on our opinions. No. Um, so they had a stable life and family for several years. Um, Lori continued her journey getting closer to God um, and almost became fanatical. And talk a little bit about that in a, sec in a little bit. I'm just going to continue on with their family. So in 2000, so she met him in 2007, um, 2014, they decided to adopt and become caregivers to Charles's grand nephew. Okay. So um, JJ, he was born under a different name. He was born in 2012. And his sister Kay had had a son who couldn't take care of JJ. Mm -hmm. um, JJ was also, they believed, on the autism spectrum. Um so he had some, um, so he, they knew he, they were going to be in for a handful. Um, so they adopted Joshua Jackson Vallow and quickly discovered that he was easy to love and lit up the whole family. And um, there were people who said, like, um, the way that Lori was with him was just unbelievable because he had behavioral issues and was very difficult. Like, her patience was just so lovely and... Um, they spoke very highly of that relationship. So wait, not Joshua Jackson, Pacey Witter. No. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. We're going to see Mighty Ducks tomorrow night. Are you? Yeah, it's at the Performing Arts Center in St. Oh, Catharines. Oh, that's cute. So we're, we could watch it for free on Disney Plus, but we're going to pay $40 and go see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to each their own. Family experiences. Choices. Family experiences. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um... So from 2014 to 2017, they lived in bliss. They actually ended up moving to Kauai, um, which is in a Hawaiian island. Mm -hmm. And um, 
they just like they when they talk about this other when anybody from the family has talked about this they've talked about it being the best time in their lives um it was just basically magic i don't know why but they in 2017 they moved back to arizona and they were just like back to life you know back to like reality and like the song back, back to, to reality <laughs> back to real like my sister said when she got covid i'm like it's like the rhythm it's gonna get you <laughs> oh god <laughs> i still haven't had it knock on one oh. um unless i had the original which is what i think okay <laughs> side notes so when they moved back and kind of before beforehand like Lori was already on, like I said, this journey of being very religious to the to the um, to the point of a fanaticism. And um, I'm going to say, like, I've always had this icky, weird kind of feeling sometimes around religion. And it wasn't until I pinpointed it at why. So I'm not religious. I have been to church and learned things and stuff like that. But sometimes I get like these weird icky feelings from certain churches or certain religion and it's not the religion that bothers me or whatever it is it's the fanaticism really bothers me sometimes I would say that you can just it's almost scary because the the it's like the border could be crossed really easily Mm -hmm. and like there's always I watch a lot of scary (laughs) shows and movies and stuff like that and there is always that like person who is like crazy I don't can I do a spoiler right now have you seen 1899 I don't plan on watching it, so go for it. So, like, the... the but spoiler alert to anyone else. Yeah. So, like, there's a, the point where she's, like, he's the devil, and she, like, throws him off the boat. Like, that sort of stuff. Like, like the witch trials. Like, shit like that. Just, mm-hmm. like, blah. Like, blah. Anyway. Okay. Had to do that little tangent. <laughs> so, anyways, after they moved um, back to the United States, um, Alex, so Alex Cox, Lori's brother, and Lori um, start to really get into um, their religion. And specifically, they start hanging out with this group of people and listening to these podcasts. And it's more of an extremist group um, with, like, really intense religious beliefs. And um, so they start spending a lot of time in Rexburg. And the names, there's, I'm just going to put a couple names out there and... I don't know, they seem really nice on the um, podcast. So until I learn more, no, not too much judgment, but Mel Gibbs and Zulema Pestinus were will come up again later on. They were a part of this group. And um, blah, 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 blah. so I'm going to tell you a little bit about that kind of, group is kind of their segue into the next phase of Lori's life. Um, it is interesting to note that in 2018, Joseph Ryan, so Tylee's father, the mm-hmm. taser dude, dies of a heart attack. Um, but after Alex's, like, attack and Lori's um, comments on, like, wanting to kill him and then things that happen in the future, some eyebrows have been since raised on that. So this is 2018. So I'm kind of trying to go in chronological right. order. So on December 5th, 2018, Lori attended um, like a seminar kind of thing. And um, and it was called Preparing a People. And this was in Rexburg, Idaho. And this is where she met author Chad Daybell. Chad Daybell was somebody whose work she was familiar with. And the two of them hit it off immediately. Um, Lori lived in Arizona with her family and Chad lived in Idaho with his family wife and five kids but they kept in contact um so basically chad was a grave digger turned author okay 
Um, he had had a near-death experience. Um, he like went cliff diving and so he was raised Mormon in the LDS community. And he, after he had this near-death experience, he started getting intense visions and then he was a self-acclaimed prophet. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about this in a second. So um, they, so he had written these books. So she was familiar with the books because they're um, right in line with all of this group's beliefs. So um, they kept in contact. Um, Lori had believed by this time that she had been contacted by angels and or heavenly beings and was on a mission from God. Um, Chad had written these books and spoke of his prophetic visions and learnings. He believed the apocalypse was coming and that they had to prepare for the trials. Lori agreed and she completely believed in the same. Chad furthered those beliefs, um, talking, um, and one of the things that they believed in was that there was going to be 144,000 souls, which is not very many considering the population of the planet, that would follow God after the apocalypse. Okay. The rest would be shoot away. Heathens. Yeah. Like that? Um, sort of. Okay. It's, I did not know how complicated Mormonism is. Um, so he also believed, he also told her like when they met that they had been, he knew or he had, he could tell that they had been together in many of their lives. Okay. So about seven or more That's of their a lives. Lot of lives. They had been married, like but not this one. Like a cat. Not quite. They have nine lives. They Cats. One left after this one. Um... <laughs> But they had said that they had many lives. I'm just going to get some water. You continue. No. I'm really thirsty. Okay. I'll so be he, right back. So, yeah, he told her this when they first met. And he also said that a voice had told him earlier that he would meet an extraordinary woman the day they met. So I made some, quote, vague notes on Mormonism from limited study. <laughs> because, like I said, there's a lot of, like, intricate beliefs. Can you can you top up my wine while you're up there? What? You can you can edit this, right? Can you top up my wine since you're up? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'll just bring the bottle. So I have a few points on Mormonism. So Mormons believe in Jesus, but they believe that the Holy Trinity is three separate beings. So in Christianity, they believe like it's all one being, but like sort of facets. This, they believe in like three complete separate beings, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, they believe in the study of Bible, but of the Bible, but they believe that you I'm need back. to <laughs> you need to study multiple scriptures, that the Bible isn't the end all be all, and that a lot has been lost in translation. So they believe that you should be studying other scriptures, including the Book of Mormon. So they also have what's considered the prophet and the apostles. So the prophet is like the head of the church, kind of like the pope. Have you seen the musical, The Book of Mormon? No. It's funny. I've seen it. Really? Is it's it really good? good. Yeah. Well, it's written by the creators of South Park. Oh. Hilarious and offensive. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's great. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to try to be fair to a religion here, but okay. I'm sorry. It's yeah. just, I've seen it. It's good. Um. So yeah. anyways, they believe, and then apostles are also like, um, so apostles, so the prophet and the apostles speak to God directly and heavenly beings and God reveals like their plans to them. Okay. So this is a vague overview because I don't know all the details. But I know that, I will talk about this in a second. Um, and then they believe that like the spirit is 
and the body are not combined and that the spirit, like our spirits, we are heavenly children. We were born in heaven and then we were like sent here into our bodies. And um, because of that, we are capable of achieving God-like status because we come from a heavenly being. We can be heavenly beings. So I'm, I have a point for saying all of these things. Okay. Um, so they do believe in like different afterlifes, different factions of the afterlifes. Again, if anybody's Mormon and they're listening to and I'm wrong, by all means. I did whatever. learn about different afterlives from Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, geez. Because the one girl, Heather, she left the Mormon church and she went through like the different levels because there's like a really high level of the afterlife yeah. where like you get to go. To, I'm like, going to talk about it. Shh. Okay. Okay. So there's the celestial glory, which is the highest yes. level. And it's for, it's that quote for married, still married Mormons. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, if your spouse dies, I, I'm assuming you still get it. But good Mormons go to the highest celestial glory. Then there is the terrestrial glory, which is for other good people that are aware of Mormonisms, but maybe like Mormonism, but like don't follow the religion. Right. Or like she probably turned away from it like you're talking about, right? She said that she would be in like the very lowest. Oh, gee, that's real bad. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, I don't know if that's real. Like she wouldn't be there considering what they're saying because they, they, they do believe this is like, there's that for like good people. Then they believe in the telestial glory, which is not eternal hell, but it's hell. Mm -hmm. It's basically like you go there to pay for your sins. It's for bad people. But it's like you you pay for your sins and then you get to like go back to, I don't know what you do afterwards, but you, you do get to elevate again. Right. Um, and then there is like eternal hell, which mm -hmm. is like the worst, worst of the worst. How could she go to the worst of the worst? You have to be the worst of the worst. Because, I don't know, she said that she would be there. She would be that level. I don't think so. That's dramatic. She, what did she say? She's like, she said Def Jeffrey Dahmer would be in the level above her because of how she lived her life <laughs> in, like, the, the eyes of the Mormon church. I think that's not true. This is what I learned on The Real Housewives yeah, of that Salt Lake is City, not, okay? I don't know if that's for life. They're Mormons. Anyways, but you can understand by seeing these kind of things why there's room for interpretation because they do say like um, the, the the scriptures and the learnings can change based on the prophets and the apostles' communion with God and learning more. Like God still has more to show them. Right. So you can understand why it's so easy to find deviations within the LDS community. Um. Or subsidiary groups and beliefs can develop. So, like, I think it was Murder Among Mormons. Maybe I was watching, or no, Banner of Heaven. It's on. It's on Prime, and it's about. Um, maybe I'll do the story one time. Okay. Anyways, but basically, they are like, God talks to me, and I'm a prophet, which is what Chad Daybell is also saying. Like, God talks to me, and I'm a prophet. So it's easy to because you believe that the whole church believes that. So it's easy to understand why you can believe that. I also have like feel like I have weird prophetic things and I can understand why if this is your belief system mm -hmm. you can develop from there however again like there's that fine line between making decisions that shouldn't be made by you so 2018 2019 so she met him in 2018 so from 2018 to 2019 Lori becomes even more extreme and fanatical she starts stocking up on goods in preparation for the apocalypse and she starts pushing Charles away 
And at this time, her and Chad also start podcasting together about their beliefs. And then there's a lot of talk on the podcast about like zombies who are basically people who are living with demons in them. Like they are no longer in their bodies. A demon is in their bodies. They are gone. Um, and it had became apparent to Lori that Charles was no longer himself, but one of these demons named Ned Schneider. Ned Schneebly? Schneider. Schneebly. It's a character in the school Schneider. Of Schneider. <laughs> Schneider. Ned Schneebly. Schneider. <laughs> so, um, so she basically brands him as this and, um, I don't really know what's happening if her friends and her family or if she's just so engulfed in like her friends and her friend group and they all believe in this, but like it didn't raise red flags for her family and stuff when she's talking this way. I don't, it was kind of like a little bit vague about that. Maybe they just weren't listening to the podcasts or maybe they're just like, oh, Lori, like, I don't know what it is. Oh, you. But they start talking about dark spirits and light spirits and like where they vary there's um chad daybell believed that there was a scale of lightness and darkness in people okay um so Lori and charles start quote fighting because basically she believes he's a demon and he thinks she's crazy so she tells her friends and family not to talk to him and that she found out that he was cheating on her mm-hmm. when he was away because he was away for work a lot okay And then um, he's telling everyone that she's completely lost it and claiming that she's a celestial being and, like, preparing for this apocalypse. So either way, like, um, they both sound kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. But he sounds more crazy than she is because he just sounds like maybe he cheated and he's just trying to, like, play the game or whatever, right? Right. But it's not exactly what happens. Nothing's exactly as it appears. So back to where I began the story. He was in Texas and he came home. Oh, so basically she, yeah, she, he, she alienated him from his family, told him not to answer and talk to him. So he wasn't really in contact with her family for the most part. Um, and they were kind of like, your marriage and your business is your business and work your shit out. It has nothing to do with us, right? Like, leave us out of it. Am I going to be loud enough? It doesn't look loud enough. It's fine. I can fix it in post. That's what podcasters say, right? I can fix it in post. Sure. I I mean, I would say after a year and then some, we are official, quote, podcasters. I think we're fine. Even though we're not popular. We're not popular. Hi, Kamal. Thanks for listening. (laughs) She's my coworker that listens sometimes. Okay, yeah. Hi, everyone. I Giving her a shout out. I gave her homework because you were gone. Yeah. I said, since you were gone... And we had a week. I said, give me something that you want us to talk about. Oh. I said, give me a listener request. She said, okay. And then I guess she got busy and she forgot. So I picked this creepypasta story. Okay. Well, get her to do it. I'll do one for her. Come on. Give us a a request. Come on. Give us a request. Okay. We'll keep shouting you out. Yeah. Um, Okay. So back to the beginning of the story. When Charles was in Texas, they got in a fight. um, Basically. So when he was coming home, she actually had her brother... Alex go and pick up his truck from the airport so he didn't have a ride home from the airport. Mm-hmm. Just kind of bullshit. And removed. Would you pick me up from the airport? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I I feel like you could find your own way home, but I would still pick you up from the airport if you needed. Okay. Thanks. I like. I'm. I'm that kind of bitch. Like I'm not. I'm not great at answering my phone and shit. 
I'm not great with like birthdays and stuff, but like I will be there for you when you need me. I'm there. Okay. I drop everything. We gotta stop tangenting. We're coming up to an hour. It's gonna be a bitch to it's almost, edit. I'm almost done. She so and then so he, she also took all like took every all of his belongings out of the house. Like he had no underwear to change into. Like oh, took all of his shit. Um, his keys, everything. So he calls the police because he can't get into his place and he has no idea where she is with his kids. Like mm-hmm. he, JJ is his adopted son. So he does have legal rights to it. But he's also like worried about her frame of mind because right, the way like she's been talking. Yeah. So he actually fills out the forms and orders like a psych evaluation, which basically he's like, the cops approve and they're like, okay, we'll pick her up and we'll do it. And so he knows that she has to drop JJ off at school. So basically he goes to school drop off, sees her there, um, goes in the car, grabs her purse or whatever. I guess she had a second set of keys and she took off. Okay. But he called the police to say like, I found her, blah, blah, blah. Like you need to come pick her up. So they do. And um, they pick her up and she like explains her side of the story and blah, blah, blah. They had a big fight and she moved all this stuff out and he took her purse and Whatever. And um, they're like, okay, well, you do have to go for the psych evaluation. And she voluntarily goes mm-hmm. and she passes or whatever. Um, so Charles and Lori, quote, separate. So basically, like, they're living separately. And he comes back and he, like, visits and he gets to see his kids and stuff on weekends. Um, Lori claims the second coming is coming in July 2020. And she threatens to kill Charles if he gets in the way. So he files for divorce in February 2019. You know what came instead? COVID. <laughs> Maybe it's part of it. It's the beginning. Um, it didn't come in July, though. Um, he So uh, he files for divorce in February 2019. And Lori goes under the radar, quote, missing for about 58 days until the end of March 2019. So she was likely in Rexburg with this group of people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, with her kids and stuff too. So she kind of off the radar. Um, and then shows back up in 20, March, 2019, I guess. And Charles, meanwhile, like later on, ends up finding this email from himself to Chad Daybell. Okay. From himself. Okay. That he didn't write. From me to me. And it reads like he wants Chad to come to Arizona about publishing a book. And he knows that Lori is trying to basically cover for his wife, Tammy, saying like, oh, it's this husband and he's going to get him to come, like basically create a cover so he can come to Arizona. So he's like, okay, she's obviously having an affair with this guy. Mm -hmm. So um, it's July and Charles is speaking to Adam Cox, who is her, Lori's other brother. So she has another brother and a sister. And um, Adam doesn't have any reason to not necessarily talk to Charles. So he's still talking to him. And Lori's... um, so Adam's like, okay, well, I'm going to come to town and, like, we'll have a family dinner and we'll have an intervention. We'll, like, talk to Lori, get to the bottom of all this stuff that's going on. Obviously, she had just gone missing. Like, they're concerned. Um, and on July 11th, 2019, Adam receives a text from Charles that Alex is at – who's Alex, blah, 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 their brother – is at Lori's house when he goes to pick up his son, JJ. Um, this was, like, a planned meeting. They knew he was going to be there. And that was the last contact from Charles. Alive. Ooh, bum, bum, bum. So I can leave it there. Okay. Thanks, said for PT2. Mm-hmm. PT2 is where everything gets unloaded. Wow. So that's all build up because uh-huh. you need all the build up in the context. And now it's just going to go fucking bananas. Don't cheat and listen. <clears throat> you need the backstory. Don't story. do anything else. 
wait for me wait to Wait for finish. two weeks. <laughs> Boom. Do you have to wait two weeks? What's your throwback? Um, my throwback? I like how I just like completely cut that off and was like, Boop. No, that's okay. Okay, so my throwback is the show that gave you what rolls downstairs, a loner in pairs. It rolls on your neighbor's dog. It fits on your snack. It fits on your back. It's great for a snack. Everyone knows it's log. Uh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I love Ren and Stimpy. Didn't we throw, we threw back Ren and Stimpy. Did we throw back Ren and Stimpy? Yeah, I think we did. Okay, well, then I'm throwing back log. Okay. <laughs> or you know what? Okay, I'll just throw happy, back. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I'll just throw back SpongeBob. Okay. Because that wasn't my thing. I mean, I could stick with the hills on Laguna Beach. Okay. Those were good times. I'll do SpongeBob. Did you watch and... those? Oh, yeah. I've rewatched them a bunch of times. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I was that age group and everything. I mean, I guess I'm still their age group. I went to the Americas a few <laughs> weekends ago, and I went to Kohl's, and they have Lauren Conrad's, like, clothing. Oh, do they? I got a Lauren Conrad sweater. Um, She also has, like, these cool, like, not just her clothing. She has, like... Uh, like cutlery and shit, like all that stuff. Oh, like home goods? Yeah, Ooh. and they're cool too. They also had Reese Witherspoon's clothing line. Really? Um, we should go one Draper. time together because I have my passport now. I oh can my go, God, to America let's go with you. Oh my God, let's go to the Americas. Let's go. I forget what her line is now. It's, not, it's like Draper something. It's got the word Draper in it. Yes, I know what it is. What is it? The bird. I don't know. I can only think People of People hate uh, us right now. Yeah, but I can only think of um, Don Draper. I know, me too. That's the only thing that's stuck in my head. Yeah. And then Mike and I also called Don Drapering that bad thing that Donald Trump apparently did. <laughs> I don't know what that is. is Don Draper James. Draper James. Is that what it is? Yes, Is that it is. what it is? That's it. That's it. Um, so I bought, I bought a dress. Oh, really? Yeah. You show it's, me. It's really cute. I love it. I love Reese Witherspoon. She's amazing. She's nice. Sponsor us. I, I don't I know what that means. I follow her on, on Instagram, but all she really does now is promote, like, her her book stuff that she does. Because she's doing, like, you know how Oprah had her books? Yeah. Reese has her stuff now. I know, but I've, re- I've before, I didn't realize that I was, like, reading all of Reese's books and had them on my book list and stuff. And I'm, I'm all in on all her books she reads. I love it. I want to like it, but also I want to pick a book and like it because I like it and not be like... Enough have people think, oh, you I just know. pick that because it's on reason. It really Netflix. actually bothers me, though, things like um, like Where the Crawdads Sing like, was a book I read a long time ago, and now it's big. And then I hate that because when you look at my bookshelf, it's like, oh, she only reads books that are made into movies. And it's like, no, I, that's why they don't have the movie cover on it. I yeah. read it before it was made into a movie. I like had my Game of Thrones book before Game of Thrones was made because I'm a total dork. Like I read it before it was a movie. Yeah, me too. And I didn't. We should make that a podcast. I know, because I didn't think the movie was gritty enough for the book. Like, I felt like the, it was too shiny. I never read the book. I saw the movie. Oh. I wanted to read the book before I saw the movie, but I was going to see the movie in like five days. And oh, I was like, I don't know. Oh, no. Have the time. book was so good. You should have put it off because it felt so different. Really? Yeah. I mean, the movie was good. I the movie it. was good. The book was good, though. It was good. I liked it. I went to go. Ooh, I went to go see Titanic because they did a 25th anniversary re release of it. I don't know how you can go to the theater to like watch those. I don't know. It was we went to Landmark, like my friend and I. We went to Landmark, so it was yeah. the comfy seats because they were climbing. Yeah. So we went there and we went to see it, and it was great. It was in 3D. Oh, that's fun. 3D is fun. Mm-hmm. I wish I saw Top Gun in like the fun seats that I, I did. Did it was you? Good. Yeah. I see. A lot. That's what Flight of Passage feels like. You're flying. Ooh. I see a lot of movies. 
I know. I never go to the movies. I love the movies. Okay. Well, we're not superstitious, but we're a little stitious. Bye. Bye.